Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Right now, I want us to pray, and then I've got a word I want to share with you today. I don't plan on keeping you long. God is already doing miracles in this house. Miracles that you don't know about. But he's here. We've seen ten people come today and give their lives to Jesus. Or, excuse me, be baptized as a result of giving their lives to Jesus. Today in the first service we sing, God save somebody. Amen. Give him praise. In this, in this, in this service this morning, we've seen God. You didn't see it. You're not, you weren't back there. But today we've seen God, as far as I know, he's okay. He's fine. He's tired. But today in this second service in the foyer, Someone came to church today and they were, you may not believe in this, and I, I don't go looking for it, but at times it happens. And the gentleman came to church today and he was possessed by a demon. And God delivered him right out there and delivered him in the foyer. You say, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, I'm sorry. There was about 35 people out there that have begged to differ. And, and today, if God sees fit, we'll ask Randy himself, okay? <clears throat> so, God's here today. I said God's here today. If you're physically able, I want you to stand up all across this building. Honor Jesus. He's here. I'm going to let you sit right back down. So, with all that being said, what can't God do for you today? Nothing is hard for God. There's nothing that you cannot be set free from, delivered from today. There's no drug that's got too big of a hold on you. You could have drunk, you could have drunk enough alcohol to float a boat, but can I tell you today, God can set you free. He can deliver you. You may be fresh off a divorce today. Your heart's broken. Can I tell you, God can heal your broken heart today. Maybe today you've lost a family member due to COVID today here recently and your heart's broken. Can I tell you, he is close to the brokenhearted. He is close to the brokenhearted today and he can heal your broken heart today. Today the doctor may have given you a diagnosis and said that's how it's going to be. You're sick and that's all it's going to be. It's going to be, can I tell you, he's the healer. He is the healer and he can heal your body today. This morning I don't plan on doing anything but the will of the Lord today. I don't plan, on, plan on preaching anything but exactly God's word. So I want you to lift your hands today towards me. And uh, I need help today. I need the anointing of God. For Father, anoint me now to preach your word. I want to say exactly what you want me to say. Nothing more, nothing less. Come out of my mouth a sword, Father, your word. May I 
be my mouth but your words today, my mind but your thoughts today in Jesus' name. And now I want church, I want you to lay your hand, lay your hand on your heart right now. And I want to pray for you. Father, speak to the people today. Let them hear what you're saying. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you rejoice in the Lord and be seated today? I'd ask you right now to keep the moving down to a minimum. Just keep it down to a minimum. Find you a good seat somewhere. Sit down. I know it's a little crowded in here today. Just take, have a seat. And I want to share with you from God's Word. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I'm going to continue today in the series next. I'll wait for you to find a seat. The series next. Now for the last few weeks I've been preaching from this thought. Musicians, singers, you stay really close now. Because I'm not going to be long today. Proverbs chapter 29 verse eight, this 18. This has been our text that we have went back to. Back to. It's the foundational text of this series. We've been talking about regaining vision. You've got to, in, in order to go forward in Christ, you've got to remember what God says. Remember what God's told you. You've got to remember who Christ is. There's a lot of things that affect God vision. Environment affects God vision. The pandemics like, like, like COVID uh, affect our vision. Bad news can affect vision. And I'm not talking about sight. Hear me now. Because sight's what well, I can see you today. That's sight. But this vision I'm talking about something that God gives you. It's a God vision. It's a glimpse into the future. It's uh, not details, but this is what I've called you to do. This is who I've called you to be. And there's things that fight against that. Anybody know what I'm saying? When God has called you. He's made you a brand new person in Christ Jesus. And you understand that you're the head and not the tail. You understand that God loves you. You understand that God has chosen you. He's called you. He's brought you out of sin. And you're not to be an addict no more because you've been set free. You're not to be an alcoholic anymore because you've been set free. You're not to look at porn anymore because God's delivered you from pornography. And you understand this. But there's things in the world, right, that pull at you, right? Is that not true? The Bible tells us this. We know Paul would say this. Do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind because there's things in this world that try to conform us to affect our vision. Today, I want us to regain our vision back. Not only I have the task of trying to get us to regain our vision as an individual, but I also want us as a church to regain our vision. Remember who we are. You know who we are? We're a place where you can come and you're broken and you're hurting and you're messed up and you're addicted and you're strung out and whatever. This is a place you can come and be set free. You can be broken hearted and be healed. You can be sick and be healed. You can be in bondage and be delivered. Come on somebody. Amen. God loves you today and this is a hospital for the hurting. This is not a museum for the saints. I feel like preaching. I don't know if it's this suit I got on or what, but I feel like preaching. It's a hospital for the hurting. It's a doctor for the broken. You don't believe me? Jesus would say this. Jesus said, listen, they were, they were getting on to him because he was hanging around sinners. And they said, listen just a minute. It's not the sick. It's not the healed and the well that need a physician. It's the sick. It's the messed up that need a savior. Aren't you glad that God came to you when you were messed up? Aren't you glad that God saved you while you were a sinner? He didn't wait for you to get things right, Julian. He called you with all your questions and all your doubts. He rescued you right from the pit of hell that you were wallowing in and saved you and washed you and cleansed you by your blood, by his blood. Aren't you glad today that that's who Jesus is? Well, 
Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. So I want us to get our vision back. Who are we as a people? The Bible says without revelation. Revelation of what? No, revelation of who? Without revelation, the revelation of knowing who Jesus is, people run wild. And isn't that true? Hallelujah. When you don't have a revelation of who Jesus is, when Jesus is who the other person, some, somebody tells you he is. You don't have a clear revelation. Uh, you think Jesus is church. You think Jesus is doing good. You think the, your, 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 your blur, vision is blurred. You have no revelation of who Jesus really is. Maybe your mama knows who he is. Maybe your daddy knew who he was. But you don't know who Jesus is for yourself. Come on, somebody. You will not go to heaven to understand, with, with, because of mama's faith or because of daddy's faith. You've got to go to heaven. You'll go to heaven today because you have an understanding of who Jesus is. And the Bible says if you don't have this revelation, you're running wild. And look out in this world today. People are running wild. They're chasing everything. I want to ask you a question. The thing you're chasing, are you ready to catch it? What happens if you catch up and catch that thing you're running after? Is that something you really want? Anybody listening to the preacher this morning? You're chasing after something hard. Is that really something you want to catch? The Bible says without a revelation of who Jesus is, you'll run wild. Not only will you run wild, but I'm telling you, you'll run to a wide gate. A gate of destruction. But this is what the Bible says. The one who follows divine instruction will be happy, will be blessed. Amen. Now, tonight, today, this morning, whenever it is, I want to talk about these three things. These three things over the next few weeks, but this thing in particular, relationship with Christ. God gave me a vision for this church back in 2015, and it's simple because I'm a simple person. It's relationship with Christ, relationship with each other, and relationship with our community. This is who God has called us to be. First and foremost, to have a relationship with Jesus. We teach Jesus. We share Jesus. We disciple you in Jesus. Then we have to have a relationship with each other. The Bible says that the world will know that we are his disciples for the love that we have for each other. You ever been in a church where they don't love each other? That's a church, can I tell you, that's a church where God ain't. That's a church where the color of the carpet means more than what Jesus done on the cross. Can I tell you, that's a church where the, where, where the air conditioner setting is more important than the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's cross. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't know it, but God ain't been there in years. God and God's not, you, you wonder why people don't get saved in churches. People know you don't hear about people getting saved anymore. It's because God's not going to send a man or a woman who needs God into a place where, they're, where, 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 where people are shooting each other and, and where people are talking about each other, where there's a war going on in the sanctuary. No, you know what? they'll send them they'll send them to a church right here some simple church like remnant church with old simple preacher with a simple musicians simple with a simple message that says if anybody shall call upon the name of the Lord they shall be saved do you hear what I'm saying this so we got to talk about relationship with Christ today and that's what I'm going to do I'm a gospel preacher and that's what I'm going to preach to you today for the next few moments I want to talk about a blood drenched gospel I want to talk about a sacrifice that Jesus made I want to show you all throughout the Bible starting in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis I want to share with you what Jesus has done and why he done it he done it so we could have a relationship with him are you ready? 
we go look at the pages of Genesis chapter 4. Adam and Eve have failed. They have sinned. The serpent came to Eve and said, Eve, eat this, eat this fruit. She said, well, God told me not to eat it. He said, yeah, but did he really mean it? Anyway, he talked himself, talked her into eating the fruit, and then she gave the fruit to her husband. He ate it as well. Sin entered into this perfect garden. They had relationship with God, but sin was committed, and it, broken, it broke the relationship between God and man. And it's never been the same. You want to know why there's sickness in the world today? Disease in the world today? Because of sin. Mom and dads are divorced today. You know why? Because of sin. Someone's shooting up today in, a ho in, a mot in the hotel down here, hotel Motel 6. You know why they're doing that? Because of sin. You know why the daddy chose to buy, spend his last dime on Bud Light? Rather than clothes for his children? Because of sin. Well, you, talk, you, you think I'm a bad person, Pastor? No, I think you're a sinner. I think you had the same problem I had. I think you've got the same problem that all of us have. We were born into sin. And people say, well, Pastor, I, you know, you hear it all the time. Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, and I think I was born that way. What do you have to say? I say, you're absolutely right. You were born that way. You were born a sinner. But that's why Jesus told Nicodemus, if you're going to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Hey, you must be born again. And that's what I want to talk about today. You cannot be born again without a life-giving source. Leviticus tells us in the Bible that there is no life without the blood. There is no life without the blood. Now listen, here's the story of Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve have sinned in the garden. They have some children. The relationship has been broken between Adam and Eve and God. Somewhere down the road, a sacrificial system has been placed, put in place where they're offering sacrifices to God in hopes that God will receive their sacrifice and cover their sin. We see this with, Adam and, uh, with Cain and Abel in chapter 4 of Genesis. Cain is a farmer. He's, he works the fields. Abel is a shepherd. He deals with sheep. The Bible says that Cain presented, in verse 3, presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. Are you listening now to what I'm saying? Are you here? Are you with me? And Abel presented an offering as well. Abel, Abel presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock, some sheep. Now the Lord, listen, the Lord was pleased with Abel's sacrifice and offering. But he did not have regard, chapter, verse 5, for Cain's offering. So here we got Abel who gives a sacrifice of an animal. Cain who sacrifices some vegetables. I think about this, Cain's offering was a hard offering. He, vegetables just don't shoot up on their own. 
You got to plant the seed. You've got to weed the weeds out. You've got to make sure it has water. You've got to make sure it's fertilized. There was a lot of hard work, a lot of work down on his knees, making sure that the crop would come in. Surely, listen now, surely God would accept this. The works of his hands. But the Bible says God said, that's not an offering I'll accept. Here comes Abel, a shepherd. He takes one of the firstborn of his little lambs and he cuts the throat of the lamb and the blood pours out and he lays it on a makeshift altar. Pretend like this is the altar. And he makes it, he lays it down on the altar. And as God would normally do, he probably did it this time to show his approval. God sets the sacrifice on fire. Acknowledging that this is a sacrifice I would accept. From the very beginning, y'all, in Genesis, the fourth chapter, we see that for the covering of sin, it takes the blood. It don't take religion. Doing and working don't work. Well, I've been baptized. Well, let me tell you something. Baptism don't save you. You can be baptized 25 times today. You can be baptized till everything in your body's wet, until your skin is wrinkled on your fingers. You can be baptized every day. But until you've been baptized in the blood of Jesus, until you've been washing the blood of Jesus, until, you, until the blood has been applied to your life, the working of your hands doesn't get it. And that's what we see here. Cain worked hard. God did not accept the sacrifice. We fast forward a little bit. We see that this whole Bible is about Jesus. We go to Genesis chapter 22 and we read a story of a man named Abraham. See, now they didn't get it, y'all. It was blurred. Their vision and understanding of what I'm talking about was blurred. They just knew this was a sacrifice that God accepted. It was blood. And now we fast forward a little bit to a man named Abraham. Ever heard about Abraham? We used to sing a song in the Bible. Uh, 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 not in the Bible. In children's church. You used to lead it. You know, this, you know it? You want to come up here and do it with me? She was my children's church teacher. And she said, Father, hey, did you ever think I was going to wind up here? Did you ever think I was going to be your pastor? No? I, wrote, I was hoping you'd say, from the day I met you, I thought. <laughs> we used to sing, Father Abraham had many sons, had many sons of Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. I never understood. I said, who the heck is Father Abraham? <laughs> Why has he got so many children? But here now I know a little bit about Father Abraham. God gave Father Abraham a son in his old age. His wife was old, her womb was barren, but God gave them a miracle. And they had a child, and they called him Isaac. Well, God takes this same miracle son and says, I want you to, years later, I want you to sacrifice your son to me. 
By the way, that wasn't in the song. <laughs> and he takes, he takes his son and they walk up the mountain, Mount Moriah. He takes his son up there. The Bible says they get to the mountain. There was a servant with them. They told the servant, stay here. We got to go the rest of the way up. And they went the rest of the way up. And Isaac begins to look around. It's him and his father to offer a sacrifice. And Isaac begins to look around and he sees the fire. And he sees the wood. And he says, hey, pops. Where is the sacrifice? God told Abraham, Abraham, your son will be the sacrifice. See, this is a type and a shadow of one to come. And he says, your son is your sacrifice. He says, Abraham, he says, Isaac, he says, get down on this altar. He ties him up. The Bible says that Abraham, are y'all listening? Abraham pulls back his knife to plunge it into Isaac. He stretches back. He goes to put it in the side of Isaac. When an angel of the Lord, right before he stabs him, an angel of the Lord says, Stop! Stop what you're doing. Don't put a hand on him. Don't, don't, it says it right here. Uh, verse 12, don't lay a hand on the boy. Don't do nothing to him. says you ain't you ain't gonna believe this he looked said Isaac look up there look look what it is and there was a ram caught in the thicket what do I mean he's caught up in these briars and stuff I'm telling what what's that painting a picture of listen that was the sacrifice that was the lamb that was needed that was a lamb for a man do you get what I'm saying it was a it was a lamb for a man. I'm telling you, me and you were on that altar. Me and you should have been stabbed. Me and you should have been put to death. But thank God for the lamb. A lamb for a man. A lamb, a lamb for a man. Name that place Jehovah Jireh. You know that song we sing? Jireh, you are enough. Jireh. Now you get it. Now you get it. Abraham got it. Hey, I said Abraham got it. He may have not got it when he was climbing up, but when he was coming down. Oh! He may have not got it when he was climbing up the mountain. You may not understand it right now, but I'm telling you, when you come down, you'll say, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. God provided a lamb. I believe he was coming down that mountain. Jehovah, 
I believe Jireh, you are enough. Who's Jireh, Abraham? You won't believe it. He provided a sacrifice. He provided a sacrifice. He provided a man for a lamb. It was going to be my son's life. But God gave me a lamb. Anybody getting it? Fast forward. Not only is God, will only God give you a lamb for a man, he'll give you a lamb for your house. How many got people in your house that ain't saved? I'm talking about, you, I'm talking about sons, daughters, husbands. Anybody raise your hand. I want to see who I'm talking to. Mm, okay, I got good news. Not only will God give you a lamb for a man, he'll give you a lamb for your house. Oh, yes. I read, fast forward. You read of the Israelites. They're in Egyptian bondage. The Bible says for 430 years, they were bound, slaves, under harsh conditions. God spoke to Moses and said, Moses, you're going to lead your people out. He picked a nobody, by the way. And I'm telling you, God will pick a nobody. Save them. Because he knows they'll tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Or whatever, however that goes. I'm telling you right now, thank God he chose a stuttering man by the name of Moses. I'm telling you, I'm right here today. I'm here staring at you and you're staring at me today. Not because I got it all together, but because one day I fell on my knees and said, Oh God, I need you. I'm telling you today, there ain't nobody in this house got it all together. But we know there's one man who holds it all in the palm of his hand. Whoa, God, I feel like preaching. Now, they're in bondage. God said, I'm going to get you Moses to lead them out. He said, I'm going to help you supernaturally. And he sent some plagues on the people. You remember that? The last plague being the death angel. He said, I'm going to take the firstborn of every son, son the firstborn son of every family. I'm going to put them to death. I'm going to go all throughout Egypt, including Pharaoh. And I'm going to kill every firstborn son. But this is my instructions for you, Israelites. You go get a lamb. See? And you slit the throat of that lamb. You sacrifice it. You make sure he's without blemish first. You make sure he's perfect. You make sure he don't have no mange, no lice, no bugs, no worms, no discoloration. You take that lamb and you slit. Hey, Elizabeth, you got saved last week. Ain't God good? Can you, amen? Slit the throat of this lamb. And he said, take the blood and you put it on the doorpost of the house. You put it on the doorpost and you put it on the side post. And when the death angel comes by, the Bible says, when I see the blood. Anybody happy about this? When I see the blood. 
Not when I see your works. Not when I see your church attendance. Not when I see your baptism record. Not when I see your membership record. But when I see the blood, I will pass over your house. But before then, listen, before then, it gets better. He tells us how he wants them to, not only did he want to sacrifice a lamb, he wanted them to eat the lamb. He said, I want you to cook it. Roast it on the fire. And eat all of it. Stop right there. If you're going to be saved, you got to eat all this thing. Listen, you can't pick and choose what you like. You can't pick enough of this, enough of the gospel and say, where you can kind of fit in church. Some of you like me today, you wearing a suit and tie and you're trying to fit in. You sound the part. You kind of, you know, you talk the part. You can even act right you know the verbiage you said yeah I've been baptized oh yeah I give a little money in the offering but you have not ate all of it you have not ate all the sacrifice and I'm telling you until you eat it all until you believe that you are a sinner and you need a savior until you believe that Jesus died for you until you see yourself as a sinner needing rescuing until you see yourself lost and needing to be found I'm telling you you just eat the parts you want the Bible says you got to eat all of it if you want Jesus, you want a historical Jesus, you want a cleaned up Jesus, you want a Jesus where you can come to church from 11 to 12, leave, come here jacked up and leave all jacked up. You want an uptown church Jesus where if you go to this place, you got all the connections. You like to walk in. You're expecting your three songs, an offertory hymn, a preacher who preaches a message he found online somewhere, a benediction that's dead as the cemetery, and then you. Go back to living life like there ain't nothing going on. Ah, oh, not me. Not this church. Not this gospel I preach. This is a gospel that'll change you. It'll change the water into wine. It'll cause the deaf to hear, the blind to see, and the dumb to talk. Say amen. It'll rescue the sinner. It'll sober the drug addict. It'll deliver the demoniac. It'll raise the dead. It'll heal the sick. It'll save the lost. Come on, somebody. It'll save the lost. He said, eat all of it. And I'm eating all of it. I want every bit of it. I want all of this gospel. But now watch what he said. Don't, not only eat all of it. Look what he said. Oh, I love this. And hear how you must eat it. Next verse. You must be dressed for travel. Y'all don't get it. Come on. I look at you, Tim. <laughs> he said, when you get ready to eat this, you go get down to the back of your closet and you find the best clothes you have for travel. Now, 
You know the best clothes I got for travel? Are stretchy pants. <laughs> pants that stretch. Don't ride up your rear end. You know what I'm talking about? When I drive a distance, I'm not trying to look special for nobody. But I do have a specific type of clothes that I want to wear. You under, I don't want to wear a suit. I don't, I don't want to wear no khaki pants. I don't want to wear no corduroys. I don't even want to wear jeans. No, I go and pick out the pants that my wife says, Oh my gosh, them are your grandpapa pants. <laughs> That's the kind of clothes I put on. He said, I want you to get some. He said, eat it all, and when you eat it, go ahead before you ever eat it. Go ahead before you ever, ever, ever put the blood on the doorpost post, and roast the lamb. Before you eat it, you better put on some traveling clothes. Now let me tell you something. For 430 years, listen to me, for 430 years, they wasn't traveling nowhere. The only place these Israelites had been was in Egyptian bondage, making bricks and going home. Making bricks and going home. Making bricks and going home. But, but God God knew something different was going to happen today. He said, get your traveling clothes because you're getting out. You're going somewhere you ain't never been. You're coming up out of bondage. I'm delivering you and setting you free from Egypt. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you eat the sacrifice, God will bring you out. He'll bring you out. I want to tell somebody right now, if you're serious about Jesus and you want Jesus, get ready. He's going to snatch you out. Get your traveling clothes on. You're leaving darkness. You're leaving shame. You're leaving doubt. You're leaving oppression. You're for freedom, joy, rejoicing, peace, and love. Anybody want to go there? I said anybody want to go there? Not only will God give you a lamb for a man, he'll give you a lamb for a house. And that's exactly what happened when the Bible, when they see, when the angels see the, saw the blood, he passed over the house. But he hit old Pharaoh in his house, and Pharaoh said, let them go. Get them out of here. I don't want them here no more. And I'm telling you something, when you, uh, when you get a hold of God, Satan will have to let you go. He has no choice. When you plead the blood of Jesus, he has to let you go. I'm telling you, you may be deep. You may be way down deep entrenched in sin. I don't, but I'm telling you, I don't care how long you've been there. I don't care how, what you've done. And I don't care who you've done it with. I'm telling you, when the blood of Jesus is applied to your life, he will set you free. Not only is he a lamb for a man and a lamb for a house, but he's a lamb for a nation. I fast forward just a little bit more, and I read of the Israelites after they've been out of bondage. God set something in place. He says, I'm going to put a high priest in place. It's still a sacrificial system, but because of sin, I've had to separate myself from the people. And he dwells in the Holy of Holies. This is in the Old Covenant. And there's a veil four inches thick that would separate us from God. But God put in place a high priest 
And this high priest on the day of atonement would go into the Holy of Holies. But before he went into the Holies of Holies, you know what he would do? He'd cut the throat of a lamb. He'd fill the vial of blood. He'd go into the Holy of Holies. He'd go into the tabernacle where you've got the Ark of the Covenant and the showbread and the de table of showbread and the Decalogue and all these things that was made in the temple, but then he'd pull back the temple, uh, to pull back the veil in the temple. And for two times he would do this on the Day of Atonement, one time for himself. What was this? What was he doing? He was having his sins covered. Not taken away, not abolished, not erased, but just covered. See, today man's still just trying to cover it up. See, still right now today, men are trying to cover it up instead of allowing Jesus to get rid of it, to erase your sin. Some of us are really good at covering up, but not really. You know what your covering up amounts to? It amounts to Adam and Eve covering up their nakedness with fig leaves. Look at me right now. How much you think a fig leaf would cover? Huh? <laughs> Quit looking at me. <laughs> it wouldn't cover a whole lot. He goes in and he, he, he offers this sacrifice for himself first. And then he comes back and there's thousands of people outside the tabernacle. Hoping that everything is done right. Hoping that the high priest does his job right. Hoping that the lamb is right. Perfect. And he goes in. The high priest the second time. On the day of atonement. For the sins of the people. And he takes off his priestly garment. Which has the, has the, the stones that represent the 12, uh, 12 tribes. He takes them off. He gets strips it down to this white eunuch on his, on his garment was bells. And they're listening. They can't go in, but they're hearing. And they're listening as the bells hit the ground. They think, okay, he's getting close. Okay, he's got the blood. They try to listen for the veil as he pulls it back. And he goes into the, he goes into the Holy of Holies. And he pours the blood on the mercy seat. And he pours it at the base of the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God. They're listening just like this. It's quiet. They're trying to just get a glimpse of something that sounds right or sounds good, hoping that their sins are covered because if they're not, they're separated forever from God. If not, God could just, just strike them dead. They were scared to death that the priest, if he didn't do everything right, he would be struck dead. And who's to offer the sacrifice if the priest is not? Serious. And they're listening. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they hear the sounds of the bells again as he's putting back. He closes the veil of the temple and he puts back his garment on and they hear him. And the bell's ringing and he comes out. And oh, they rejoice. Thank God that the high priest has done his job. Thank God that the sacrifice has been accepted. But here's the thing. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4. 
that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. The blood of a lamb cannot take away. I didn't ever say take away sin, did I? What I say? Cover sin. Every year, this would have to be done for hundreds of years. On the Day of Atonement, there's sins to be covered just to turn around and have it done again. Never walking in freedom. Never being able to lay their head down on the pillow and think, wow, I got peace. I know my sins are forgiven. I know my life's been changed. See what the blood of bulls and goats could not do. There was one who was coming. Fast forward to the first chapter of John. And the Baptist is out there on, at Jordan. John, the Baptist. And he's baptizing people. For the remission of sin. Needs of repentance. And he's baptizing. I mean, hundreds of people are getting baptized. Oh, we're going to follow Jehovah. After John baptizes one of them, I don't know, the Bible doesn't say this, but I think he just dropped him. Because something catches his eye. Here's John, this wild man, this baptizer, this forerunner, blazing away for Jesus to come. It was his cousin, by the way. It was the one where you remember the story. You want a Christmas story? Here's a Christmas story. You want a Christmas story? It, Elizabeth is with child. And Mary comes into the house where Elizabeth is at. And, and Mary has a baby inside of her belly. But it's not a baby from a man. It's a baby from God. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her. And she knew there was something special about this. The answer to the song, did Mary know? Mary, did you know? The answer is yes, she knew. She knew everything about it. She knew it was going to happen. The angel of the Lord told her so. Do you understand? So she walks into the house of Elizabeth. And the Bible says, now when she walked in, the baby inside of Elizabeth's stomach, leaped. Here's John baptizing, and all of a sudden something leaps again in the spirit. Behold, stop what you're doing. Hey, John, we're here to get baptized. Forget it. Behold, Everybody look. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. There he is. Everything the prophets were talking about all manifested themselves right here, right then. Everything came true. Every, every prophecy has been being fulfilled. Here walks in Jesus, the Son of the living God. The Lamb of God. Wow. 
Not only will God give you a lamb for a man, not only, brother, will he give you a lamb for your house, not only will he give a lamb for a nation, but when Jesus came on the scene, he was the lamb sacrificed for the whole world. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Go ahead, Malachi. Get on that keyboard, son. For the whole world. For the whole world. Pastor, you don't know me and what I've done. I don't have to know you. And what you've done does not scare me. It does not intimidate me. What you've done and where you've been or how sad your story is or how impossible it seems. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter what you've done or how long you've done it or who you've done it with. Brother, can I tell you, there is a sacrifice. His name is Jesus and he died for the whole entire world. He died for you. He died for me. He died for the preacher. He died for the drug addict. He died for the crackhead. He died for the religious. He died for me. He died for you. He died for the homosexual. He died for the racist. He died for us all. He was the lamb. The lamb. All these pointed to Jesus. The blood on the door, Jesus. The lamb that Abel sacrificed, anybody getting it? Jesus. The high priest spilling the blood on the Ark of the Covenant, Jesus. When the blood hits our hearts, it brings us into the Holy of Holies. Mm. Now let me tell you what this lamb done. This lamb died. You know Christmas, we talk about his life. But I'm telling you, he didn't come to live. He come to die. He come to give his life as a ransom for many. He was the ram caught in the thicket. He was the substitution. He was the substitutionary. He was the blood on the doorpost. He was the one who died on a cross for my sins. He was the one who was suspended between heaven and earth. He was the one who had nails in his hands and in his feet. He was the one who had a crown of thorns placed upon his head. He was the one who had a spear put into his side. He was the one who out of his side flowed water and blood. He is the Lamb of God, but he was he didn't stay on the cross. The Bible says on the third day. I said on the third day. I said on the third day. I said on the third day. This ain't an Easter message. This is a gospel message. This ain't a Christmas message. This is a message that'll set you free. On the third day, he rose again. And I'm telling you, your, his cross was your cross, and his resurrection was your resurrection. Don't. Don't do it. Don't check out. Right now, Satan would try to get you to think what I said. Oh, that was pretty entertaining. Right now, the enemy would want you to get you to check out on what I'm saying right now. Because you're one prayer away from exchanging all your sin. 
brother, you're one prayer away. You're one ounce of faith away from experiencing a brand new life that you have never experienced before. I'm telling you right now, sir and ma'am, don't you dare check me out. Don't you dare close your eyes. Don't you dare act like you're going to sleep. You ain't fooling me. You think you're fooling God? You better hear what God is saying right now. You know, this ain't bad news. Now, if it was bad news, I'd be acting like I wasn't listening. But this is good news. This news, this work, Ryan, Jesus has already done. Amen. Ryan got saved just a few weeks ago. Elizabeth got saved just a few weeks ago. My brother right here. Tell me your name again. Yeah. Ty got saved. This week. This blood, this sacrifice that I'm talking about is available today. How do I receive it? See, you know what the wages of sin is? Death. That's why Jesus died on the cross for you. God said somebody's got to die while you were yet a sinner. Christ, are y'all listening? Are y'all listening? While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. To understand this gospel is to understand that it's a past tense gospel. For God so loved the world while you were yet a sinner. What am I saying? I'm saying he done all that he needed to do before you could get right before you could make things right, before you could be a better husband, before you could be a better wife, before you could be a better daddy, before you could be a better mama, Jesus said, I died for you. Don't get the cart before the horse. Place your faith in me. And I'll save you. In September, I started screaming people's names. Like a madman. Remember that service? John! Come home! Clayton! Come home! Mike! Come home. Joshua, come home. Uh We're starting to see people come home. I mean, come to Jesus. Last night, I'm laying in my bed, and I get a message from a 
lady, uh, well, she's young, 20, 19, I don't know, somewhere in there. <coughs> running from God. Well, run if you want to. But her grandmama and her mama and her daddy told God on her. her sister a couple months ago I sent her a message I said I know you're running but I just want to let you know that we called your name out to the father and you got a mama and a daddy and a sister and a pastor and some church folk that's been calling your name out to God so you run if you want to but you cannot hide. And I left it. Period. Boom. Sin. Well, last night, right before I went to sleep, ding, I got a message popped up on my phone. It said, Pastor, I'm coming home. Well, my daddy's on his way. He's flying to Dallas and he's coming to pick me up. I'm telling you, that's what God can do. Living a promiscuous life. Caught up in gang, act, gang activity. But I'm telling you something. God will snatch you out of where you're at. He'll bring you home. He'll clean up your heart. He'll heal your mind. He'll make a new creation out of you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He'll sober you up. Musician, singers, come. Stand. Stand all over your feet. Don't leave now because somebody's going to get saved today. Oh, there's room at the cross. For you. Oh, there's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Oh, there's room at the cross for you. You believe that? Though millions have come, there is still room for one. Oh, there is room at the cross for you. I want you to look at this, Pastor, real, 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 real good. If you don't know without a shadow of a doubt, you're saved. If the blood of Jesus has not been applied to your life, and let me tell you something. I'm not talking about joining the church. Mm -hmm. 
What I'm talking about, has God touched your life in such a way that you've never been able to be the same? I ain't talking about religion. I'm talking about have you encountered a gospel of God and Jesus. Oh, that'll make you cry. That'll give you a message. That'll give you a reason for living. That's a fire shut up in your bones. It's real. Is it real? Huh? Real, come here. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how you're real, how real it is. He'll take a what were you? He'll take a crack at it. A snorting. Sniffing. Hell chasing. Crack at it. And turn them in to a missionary. What? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what he'll do. Come here. What you? What? What were you? Peel head. A peel head. Done peels to get him through life and everything else. So dope. I've been with him. And in places uptown and all kind of people. I'm used to people waving at me and saying, hey, Pastor. But they were saying, hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. What up, dog? All this stuff. I said, I'd say, who was that? I used to sell him drugs. Who was that? I used to do drugs with him. Who was that? I used to sell him pills. But let me tell you, let me tell you what God will do. The same people that he sold drugs to, he's telling them about Jesus now. Andy, come here. Come on. Come on. Here's somebody brand new. Make your way. Careful now. Careful. Andy was an alcoholic. Drunk so much alcohol, put her in the hospital. Is that right? That's what you was telling me. She knew God. She served God. But I'm warning you, if you don't keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll fall back into the same hell he rescued you from. She tried to drown her past, her divorce, her hurt, her brokenness in a bottle of alcohol till it about killed her. But the other day, mm, but the other day, What did God do? Let me free. He's bringing my children home. He's bringing them back. Don't fall into sin. He's rescued her from the addiction of alcohol. And he's put a message down inside of her. A fire shut up in her bones. And her family's going to come to Jesus. Now. Cynthia, yeah, come on. Cynthia was full of anxiety, 
fear, worry. But God had a calling on her life. Several months ago, God got a hold of her. She gave her a yes, God, to your will and to your way. And God has delivered her and gave her a message to preach the gospel of Jesus. I see y'all looking down. Y'all don't want me to get you, do you? Come here. Come on, yeah. Amanda, running from God. Running, running, running. Daddy, a minister of the gospel. Raised in church. But what happened? Huh? He got a hold of your life. He gave you a new song to sing, didn't he? He got <laughs> delivered her. Now she's up here singing. Come here. TK. God, he's a teenager, a student on fire for God. God delivered him from the bondage of homosexuality. Well, he's on fire for God and God is using him to touch students he's full of the fire of God he's full of the power of God he was born that way but he's been born again love you Okay, you see what I'm saying now? If you're not saved today, you just seeing people that's ministering. That just a few months ago or years ago have been set free by the power of God. Now I'm asking you, is your case too hard? I say no. I say no. There is room up here for you. There is room at the cross for you. This morning, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to ask you. I want you to, I, I'm going to, this is what we're going to do. My favorite story in the Bible is about a paralyzed man who couldn't get to Jesus, but Jesus was right down the road. He couldn't get dressed. He couldn't do the things he needed to do to get to Jesus, but he had four good friends. And the four good friends went to his house, got him bathed, threw him on the stretcher, and took him to Jesus. And Jesus saved him and healed him that day. I want you to be a missionary now. I want you to look to the left and the right of you. And you've heard the gospel today. If you don't know that you know that you know, if you don't know Jesus today, I would not leave this place wondering. Here's the thing, because you can't get to God by yourself. If God is, if you come to God today, it's because He's drawing you. So today, Ryan, won't He do it? Won't He do it?
He'll chase you down. He'll find you. Today, if you don't know Jesus, He's chasing you down. He's pulling and tugging on your heart. He's found you. I want to ask, I want you to ask the person to the left. Come on. is ready. Ask the person to the right or to the left of you. If you need to come to Jesus, I'll go with you. Ask them right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Anybody else? Hey! Life or death is hanging in the balance. Come on. Come on, daughter. Come on, man. Anybody else? How about you? Anybody else? We got time. God's got room. If you don't know that you're saved, I'm asking you to come to this altar. You're not coming to this church. You're not coming to me. I'm not putting any obligation on you today. You're coming to Jesus. I'm asking you, quit running. Are you tired? Anybody else? I got to tarry just one minute. Listen, you, you think, I used to say I wouldn't beg. I'll beg. If you don't know Jesus, there's no doubt about it. If you die without Christ, you die and you go to hell. But I'm not that bad of a person. Hell ain't about, heaven and hell ain't about good or bad. It's about saved. Or lost. Come on. Who's that crying? Come on. Oh, there's room. At the cross for you. Oh, there's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Oh, there is room at the cross for you.
anybody else. You would not believe what I see here. This man delivered the day. You have no clue what God has done today. These were signs and wonders. The signs and wonders shall follow those who believe. Look at me now. We're going to pray. You ready? Church, will you pray with me? Lift your hands toward heaven. Lift your hands toward heaven. Say, Lord. I believe I come to you I receive your love your mercy your grace your forgiveness today I surrender my life to you I renounce sin I turn my back on sin to live for you I believe you died for me And you rose again for me. And today, I believe, I know that I am saved. Give God a shout. Hold on just a second. Guys, where's my connectors with our cards so they can fill these cards out? Right now. Yep, we need more than that. Lauren, somebody, Mark, get them all. I want you to fill this out now. That, that's where we can be praying for you. But I want to also invite you to New Believers Small Group. Wow. Now, let me tell you what God's done. He saved people in their 70s. He saved children today. He has delivered. Randy came in here possessed. Possessed. He could not walk. I said in the name of Jesus and I'm giving Jesus all the glory and all the credit. I said in the name of Jesus, what is your name, you demonic spirit? He said, my name's Cecil. My name's Cecil. I said in the name of Jesus, you let him go. You loose him in the name of Jesus. And God set him free today. Save him. And he saved you just the same. Today, we're leaving. Say, Pastor, I don't know, I didn't see it. Well, there's about 40 people that were standing in that, in that foyer who will testify today to do it. Did you see it? Wasn't it real? Didn't God do it? And he's still saving, and he's still healing, and he's still delivering. 
I want us. Now the 18th, I'm fixing this announcement because we're fixing to shout. I'm fixing to shout and give God praise. You do whatever you want to do. But get up, get up, get up. That's where we're going. This Saturday, this Saturday, we're going to share the gospel house to house, door to door. We're going to be bringing these people bikes. They're, they're, they're waiting on us. They're ready. They're expecting us. They're going to be home. We're going to go home. We're going to go to their house, and we're going to give them their bike, and we're going to share the gospel of Jesus, and we're going to do cover our city. I'm looking for at least 150 people to be there. Listen, this is, you want to, I want to do something Christmassy. Well, this is Christmassy. This is all about Jesus. All right? So, meet me here at the church Saturday at 11. Kevin, thank you. Randy, God bless you, brother. Those who got saved, wherever you're at, ma'am, God bless you. God has done miracles before our eyes today. Sarah, coming home. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, God is doing miracles. I would get on Facebook today, and I would get on Instagram today, and I would just say, you wouldn't believe it unless you was there. Hashtag Jesus, that's it. Hashtag Remnant Church. I dare you. I dare you. Let them know God done it. Jesus done it. Jesus saved. Jesus healed. Jesus set free. Lift your hands all over the building. Father, I pray a blessing over your people today. God, may we go out full of the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you. We bless you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.